0: Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Radam right, Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. Those of you that are on YouTube, please give us that thumbs up, get that algorithm going. Those of you that are on <clears throat> on uh, Twitter, please make sure and give us, make sure and follow Egberto Willis. Please follow at Egberto Willis on Twitter. Likewise, please remember, please remember, por favor, por favor, por favor. Please remember to give us a like on Facebook and BridgeMCP MCP likes the, the little coat that I found because the other one is finally getting a wash. Because, you know, I'm heading to New York on Wednesday. So uh, I have a whole lot of work to do, guys, because I'm going to make sure you guys have a show every single day. So you can, whether I'm here in the flesh or not, you can come out here and have a good one. Good conversation on the interviews that I have. I got some good shows for you guys lined up. Please be there. Invite other folks to come on into the fold. Let's get it done. Bruce Pollard. Good day. Hey, sound like you're from Australia, Senor Bruce. Eric Hayes is in the house. Uh, who else is in the house? You know, I got a, a somebody on YouTube left me a message saying, Egberto, I love your show, but. The entry, the entry to the show just takes too long, which I I told her how to get to the podcast that she can go forward. Um, look, if most of you don't like us saluting all the people and welcoming the folks in the beginning of the show, let me know if, if you don't want that. But that's only the first time I've heard that. I always thought my personal thought is that get, having an interactive show and acknowledging all the wonderful people in the in the house with us here on the chats is the thing to do. You guys tell me, is it overdone? Do you want it stopped? You know, let me know. It's your show. AVQ, welcome aboard. Uh, Bridge MCP, La Preciosa M C P. welcome aboard. E2247, welcome aboard. We also have, uh, para ver, para ver, Maywood in the house. Who else is in the house? Come on, I want to call it up before I start reading. Uh... You have to have saludos. Thank you very much, Eric. Michael Rudden says, Eric Hayes, nobody's going to watch your videos while we are watching Egberto's live stream articles, man. (laughs) Link to the articles. Okay. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, I thought I saw my Atlanta brother. There you go. Paul Fleming from Atlanta is in the house. Alistair Waters says, I'm here, you dear beautiful lady. You're here and you and I are burning up in Harris and Montgomery counties, my dear friend. Anyway. Let's get busy. Egberto, Monday's come around, and you know I got a few big ones, and you know how fast I'm going to read them. Common Dreams and Brennan Center for Justice. Dark money pouring into Secretary of State featuring big lie candidates. A new analysis out Monday reveals that far-right dark money groups and donors are pouring millions into Secretary of State races across the U.S. This election cycle far outpacing such given in the previous years and warrant signs that Trump 2020 big lie has grotesquely altered racists for powerful state-level positions that con- control the fate of the nation's democratic future. Overall, and based on the most recent filings, report found candidates in Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Minnesota, Nevada, and Wisconsin have raised $16.3 million for thus far, therefore more than double the amount in 2018, according to the report across all six states. Twelve election denies candidates have raised $7.3 million. That's less than the $8.1 million collected altogether. By the 10 candidates who have taken a stance against election denial, most of which was raised by incumbents who have inherent fundraising advantage. Without incumbents, the six remaining opponents of the election denial have uh, raised $4 million. Look, while the Brennan Center analysis offers a deta- list, detailed list of some individuals who are maxing out the candidates like Fenchem, it's state con- uh, contests nationwide. The group warns with dark money groups active in many contests. There is much we do know, don't know about who is supporting election deniers. The Republican Party seems to have had it with democracy, having zero positions with supermajority polling support. They aim to subvert every concept of free and fair elections. There got to be a crime story here. I don't even know if it's crime story. Because with McCutcheon and, 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 and um, uh, Citizens United and all these different things, it's give money speech, money speech, according to those clowns. But here's what I have to tell my people. Money can, can, can lie, but money can't vote. Only you can vote. Go out there and vote. Let's forget about all this money going into places, and let's use a geo- the power of geometric progression. What do I mean by that? You go out and you talk to 100 people, and you, you teach that 100 people how to speak to 100 more. Geometric progressions say that it doesn't matter what they do with money, we can still win. And if you take a look at several of the elections thus far, Money was not the important or limiting factor to get winners out. So we can absolutely do it, folks. We have to share our knowledge. We got to share politics done right. We got to support politics done right. We got to do all these things that are necessary. When I'm saying politics done right. When I say politics done right, what I mean is independent. What is it here? Independent media. That's what I'm talking about, folks. So that is what we got to do. Let's get it done. Brennan Center of Justice Finance. Another one from Ruddin. Financing the races for offices that oversee election August 22nd campaigns based on election denial have racked up primary wins and financial support from outside groups and donors. I saw that. I'm not going to read that one in its entirety because we get the point. But please, folks, vote, vote, vote. And if you hear somebody says, my vote don't count, explain to them why. If you hear them say, i just not going to vote, it doesn't make a difference, tell them that their vote, is their non-vote is equivalent to the vote for the other side times two. All right, military times. What are uh, military burn pits, and why are veterans worried about them? Until the mid-2010s, burn pits were commonly used in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other overseas locations to dispose waste collected on military bases that included items that produced dangerous toxic smoke when burned, such as plastics, rubber, chemical mixtures, and medical waste. In some locations, the fires were massive operations. At Joint Base Bulad, one of the largest military bases in Iraq, the burn pit covered nearly 10 acres with the resultant smoke passing over the entire base in, as winds shifted. In 20 10 acres? Wow. Military times began reporting about service members returning from war zone with unusual respiratory illnesses they believe were linked to the toxic fumes since then numerous studies and reports have suggested links between the poor air quality and rare cancers found an increase in numbers in 9/11 veterans and and to think that these guys are trying not to pay the bill, right? But you know, that's what we do. We send our folks off to war, but we don't compliment them. The Department of Defense has estimated nearly 3.5 million troops from recent wars, may have suffered enough exposure to smoke cause health problems. Can't understand why this from Brunnen. I can't understand why this waste wasn't buried in the middle of the desert, sufficiently far enough away from the bases. Burning it all has one tragedy after a next truth. Common dreams. Bernie says GOP shouldn't have funded wars if it didn't want to take care of vets. That is a that's a corollary to the previous story, right? Uh, to me, a retired Pennsylvania Republican has led the GOP's opposition to the honoring the Pact Act of 2022, claiming the bill contains budgetary gimmick that would spark a huge explosion in unrelated spending. And that the spending would be mandatory instead of discretionary. You bet your damn life it should be mandatory. Support of the bill. You know, these guys want the ability to, well, this time around, we find a reason to to fund something. Otherwise, we don't fund it. Look, it needs to be done. It needs to be done. I'm not going to finish that one. Daily Show, you guys can use the link that Brother Rudnan has given us. Last one from Brother Rudnan, Bernie Sanders. Tweeted, I say to Senator Toomey, if you don't believe we can afford to take care of our veterans suffering from toxic burn pit exposures, then you should not have approved funding to the war. Talking Our veterans is a cost of war, period. End of discussion. I've looked at the conservative response to this tweet and they amount to simply file the law, pass it a standalone bill and you get Republican support. We don't have to ask for Republican support. We can just pass the damn bill with 50, 50 vote and then go campaign and point out that they send you to war but they don't want to do what's necessary to take care of you after war so no change nothing on the bill just get your 50 votes let's call it a day i know you need 10 republicans for closure this should give cinema and mansion a good reason to have an exception for a bill that saves people but you know uh, i think if they don't do that they're just as bad as the republicans all right e2247 welcome a word bridge says hey all Welcome aboard. E22477 says, Is the US slow walking toward a monkeypox disaster? Monkeypox does not spread like like uh like um uh like COVID does. But however, I saw a TikTok with a young 19-year-old girl that got it, and she said she thinks she got it, not sexually, but she thinks she got it because she works at a gas station, handles a lot of dirty money in a dirty area. And she thinks it it probably can live on money, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, so again, it seems like just good hygiene lowers your chances of getting the pox you know the monkey pox because it really has to have more coverage than it does under covid that's what it looks like so far. We hope just wash your hands a lot, man, and try to stay away from people that are sneezing, and I will be wearing my mask, but it's not just. It's not a respiratory thing only. So I can apparently, if you get the virus and you put it on your face, it goes on your face and all of these. You know, hey, we live in a dirty world. Eric Hayes says, uh, "Let's see, you have no saludos." Okay, uh, Alistair Water says, "I'm here." Breach says, "Hey, Alistair, Rudnyn, I could care less if you watch anything, but y'all be be nice to each other, guys." Alistair Water says, "Seriously, yes, thank you, girl." Tom C, Egberto. Keep welcoming everybody make sure more personal with positive vibes absolutely you know I that's what I want to do okay I honestly when I come into this studio and go online, I feel a camaraderie with all of us it's like we sit down and we have a meeting together and we talk together I prepare the videos sometimes I get to them sometimes I don't but if I don't get to them, the videos are all in on, on, on our pages on our on our podcasts on our YouTube so thank you. For that encouragement, Brother Tom, I appreciate that very, very much. Shiva Las Vegas is in the house. How you doing, Shiva, Shiva, Shiva? How you doing? Alistair Waters says, Eric, I'm interested in your videos, articles, but won't look at them till after the show. Thank you. Share the links, brother. Yes, you do. Everybody here everybody here has a voice. Uh, we want to ask you, just try to make your voice be civil. and And when somebody finds that you've made a mistake in something that you found or whatever... Don't take it personally. We are here to learn together. I've screwed up. And I think just about everybody here has been able to look and say, Egberto, I think you screwed up on that one. And I'm not going to say, this is my show. I am the host of the show. How dare you? No, absolutely not. This is your show, first of all. And secondly, I really, if you're correcting me, that means you're damn well listening, man. Sheesh. Thank you. All right. Eric Hayes says, how about, that great piece of spending legislation by Schumer and Manchin increasing taxes and paying for additional audits coming. Okay, my friend who continues to have a, a mentality enslaved by the wealthy. We explained what carried interest was and who paid carried interest. But you know what? We have new people on, this, on the different live feeds. I want to let them understand what the increased taxes that he is talking about is all about. If you are a money manager, in other words, you don't make anything, you don't create anything, but a lot of retirees give you their money, or rich people give you their money, and they said, Sir, you are a professional investor. We are giving you billions of dollars. Please invest this money for me. And I say, let's say I'm the I'm that parasite, and I said, Okay, I'll invest your money and I will keep 20% of whatever profits. I make for you. In other words, I am going to go look up stocks and buy stocks for you, and any profit you make, I'll keep 20%. Now, the profits I make for you for your accounting purposes in America's failed taxation system is called capital gains. And your maximum rate on capital gains after I don't remember how many years, I believe it's something like, 15% or 20%, something like that. But the guy who works with his hands or her hands or goes to work every day, the secretary, the lawyer, the doctor, they have a maximum tax rate of like 39% or something. So this other person can sit his butt at his pool while somebody invests his money for him, gives him the money, and he only pays 20%. But here is the kicker. That employee who is investing for the investor also wants the deal. So he wants to be able to say on the earnings that I make from your money, I want to only pay 15% in interest. No, that's what I want to do too. So here you are. If you go out and you are a teller at a bank, if you go out and you're taking money from other people to invest, you could possibly pay up to 38% of your earnings in taxes but that money manager who sits his butt in a chair makes a few telephone calls and does a few things on the screen he wants to only pay between 15 and 20 percent, or whatever on his <clears throat> taxes a lot less than you eric hayes is calling that increase a biden tax increase it affects point less than 0.1% of Americans, 14 billion dollars. But these are guys getting away with murder. They're getting away, they're laughing at you who goes out, go out there to work. They're saying, ta-ta-ta, look at all I'm gonna pay. You pay to take care and make sure our military is strong and all these things are good, so that I can pay little taxes. And those who have enslaved minds will say, hey. That is okay. I can pay 38%. You sit on your butt, you use other people's money, and you profit from other people's money and don't pay taxes on it. Only an enslaved mind could believe that it's okay. And we have a bill that takes care of that. And some some say, oh, you raise taxes. Oh. Come on, folks. Michael Rodden says, Egberto Buckley, uh, Valeo, Citizens United, McCutcheon, the, that bribery isn't a crime anymore is the crime story. Bingo! <coughs> Bridge MCP says, Alistair Water, Eric, I'm interested in your videos, but won't look at it till while the show is on. Exactly, Bridge. Thank you, my dear, beautiful lady. Agree with Tom C. about intro, Egberto. Thank you, my dear, beautiful Alistair. Bridge MCP says, what pandemic? Now it's a pandemic. No, the monkeypox is not a pandemic, nor is it an endemic. Uh, Is it endemic, what do you call it? Yeah, it's neither. Rodin Segberto, it's too bad you didn't read the second one out. I nearly panicked seeing my name there in the Brennan Center article, but seriously, it's often said that the current election is the most important election. When one party is either delusional enough or power-mad enough that they are threatening two and free and fair elections, That axiom is most truly. Hey, I'll go back up and read it later, brother. Paul Fleming says, forget all polls. We need to vote like hell and take nothing for granted. That's the statement of the day. Paul Fleming, we need to vote like hell. Let's add a corollary to Paul's statement. Not only do we need to vote like hell, we need to ensure all our relatives, families, friends, etc. vote like hell and vote appropriately. If they're going to vote like hell, but vote MAGA, they're voting against their own interests. All right, let's see. Paravet, uh, paravet, paravet, paravet. Para Alistair says, thanks for sharing, Bridge. Uh We got Carl Cox says, how can anyone vote Republican? Well, you know how. They don't care about anyone other than the mega-rich, mega-corporations who pay them big bribes, according to Carl Cox. Okay, Macarena says, Egberto, yes, I mentioned that my commentary was only on a couple topics. I felt that... Uh, the repeats for more information were necessary, but it's okay to skip over them. Hey, brother, I like all the stuff you bring. I like all the stuff all you guys bring. <clears throat> Paul Fleming says, most schools are making wearing masks optional. What do you think? <clears throat> Look, um it they can wear masks optionals, but I would much rather it not be optional. But again, that creates all the stories and it, uh, the dis- distraction because... America, unlike many foreign countries, many foreign countries don't have the vaccines. Panama don't have a lot of vaccines. And Panama don't have near the rate of COVID. You can see everybody wearing their masks throughout. Some of them don't wear it right or whatever. But the mere fact that the preponderance of people are wearing masks, we have a very low incidence of people dying from COVID. America, the big country, the big popular first world country, the biggest per capita death in the world. We must be smart, huh? But he says, "Alberto Willis, monkeypox does uh, does spread through sneezing and clothing, compacting, and of course, sexually." Um, did I say it didn't uh, did, it didn't uh, spread sneezing and clothing? If I said that, please correct that. I I know it did by sneezing. I think somebody already told me that in the last show. If I if I implied that wasn't the case, forgive me. All right. Um, don't touch your face. <laughs> You're right. Uh, you're right about that, Eric. Paul Fleming says the tax increase is coming for those making over $400,000. Exactly. Where it should be. Actually, it's not even... And 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 even those making $400 may not necessarily see that tax increase. DHS from Macaroni. The basic reproductive number of monkeypox is generally estimated to be approximately 0.57 to a maximum of 1.25. That's the speed of weighted transmissibility. However... Uh, monkeypox, the current outbreak has not been determined. NARO value of less than zero means the disease will not become a pandemic. It will turn, burn itself out after initial spread. That said, a vaccine is coming in the months ahead. Actually, the vaccine is already out. It's just sitting somewhere in Europe, and I think they've already started bringing it in, and I think New York got a, a, quite a few dosages already. All right, let's see what else we got here. What else we got here? Alyssa Waters says, where are those numbers from? Eric, Eric Pace? says, it's okay to lie, period. Taxes go up, not down. This is the point. Uh, all right, you, you don't get the point. All right, all right. I'm not going to get into that right now. because by From Paul Fleming, because Biden caught COVID two times, Trump is putting out there that Biden has dementia. Trump needs to be put in a retirement home. Let's clear something up. Biden did not get COVID twice. Biden got COVID the way, uh, and I I did my research on this because I didn't take COVID, but I made sure my daughter had it because of her stroke situation. Uh, Neither did Linda take the Paxlovid. Both of us weathered the storm. The problem with taking Paxlovid is. It what it does is it blocks the mechanism of duplication of COVID. So while your body is fighting COVID, you also have a you also have chemicals in your body that's preventing COVID from duplicating. Because what what a virus does is it goes into the DNA of a cell and it says, "Okay, make me." Because they can't a virus cannot pr- reproduce on its own. It needs a cell, a living cell. Infect and when it goes and it infects that cells, it tells that cell's DNA, Hey, make a whole bunch of me, and that's what your cell does. And that's the process that's interrupted by Paxlovid. That said, the problem is, and and I I heard a doctor explain this on CNN or MSNBC today, is if if the, the, the appropriate time is five days, three dosages a day, okay, two dosages a day. The problem is if you are not completely cleared of the virus with the Paxlovid for five days and your immune system has not also completely cleared what, you know, the the portions that are still going to duplicate, you still have virus in your body. And since you're no longer on Paxlovid, the rest of your body is going to have to take care of killing out the virus, creating an immunity to the virus. The problem, again, is that they could have kept him on Paxlavic for a longer time. After he's been on for a longer time, that would have ensured that it is almost like shortchanging the amount of, of, um, of antibiotics you take. But Paxlavic is not an antibiotic. I just need to let that be known. Okay, continuing, continuing, continuing. Let's see what else we got. Egberto, pardon, I typed on that comment you read out. Value <laughs> less one will burn out itself. Okay, uh, no problem, brother. No problem. Bridge, he got it from the drug he took. Monkeypox was told a year ago and ignored. I didn't know that they that we we actually knew about monkeypox uh, being coming out a year ago. Anyhow, first video of the day. I want to show you. First of all, this one is sort of funny. Uh, This is what happens when um, when somebody that has a problem decide they want to go ahead and make a, a deal out of it. Check this out. Alleged alleged pedophile. Congressman Matt Gates uh he decided to really give it to Pence. Oh, Pence cannot win. Who cares? The, the silent thing nobody's talking about is Pence doesn't stand a chance. Well, it turns out that Pence's uh P- Pence's guy went on to CNN, Pence's chiefs of staff went on to CNN, and he really threw some shade on good old Matt Gates. I want you to listen to this. And then we'll take it on the other side, because this one is a doozy.
1: Republican Congressman and Trump acolyte Matt Gates went out of his way recently to bash Mike Pence's chance at a presidential run in 2024. Let me just say what everybody here knows. Mike Pence will never be president. <laughs> nice guy. Leader. The vice president's former chief of staff didn't have any trouble offering up this pretty stinging response.
2: Well, I don't know if Mike Pence will run for president in 2024, but I don't think Matt Gates will have an impact on that. In fact, I'd be surprised if he was still voting. It's more likely he'll be in prison for child sex trafficking by 2024. And I'm actually surprised if Florida law enforcement still allows him to speak to teenage conferences like that. So I'm not too worried about Matt Gates.
0: Ouch! ouch is really the word ouch oh by 2024 this little punk will probably be in jail you know what there's a darn good possibility that that will be the eventuality so he may want to hope that he can get a donald trump into office because maybe a donald trump in the office is the only way for this guy to stay out of prison. And remember, again, it's only Donald Trump that would likely give him a pardon. No no other Republican would, and definitely no Democrat or progressive would. Wow, that one was a doozy, made a lot of sense. Well, folks, I hope that was funny enough. That was a funny part of the day, okay? Now, the other uh, piece that I want to play right now is going to be about uh, Donny Douche, a message that Democrats need to really, really start pushing. You have to start pushing that these guys are really, really evil. And I'm not saying I'm a very civil guy, but anybody who goes ahead and, and votes against giving health <clears throat> care to people, to patriots who fought our wars and then go out there overseas and inhale all kind of crap to police officers that sit on a pile of burning debris and inhale all these things, and then somehow you don't support them with health care? That is the utter definition. Sorry about that. That is the utter definition of evil. And what we have is Danny Douch, pretty much saying, tell it like it is. He wasn't talking about this specifically. I actually you know what I I think I better do this before before I go to Donnie Deuce. I better go to Rick Wilson because he's the one who really spoke about the state of the Republican party. Let's go ahead and do that one and then we'll take it on the other side. It is amazing. But you know what is more amazing? That we have on video folks that go onto Fox News and lie to their people. And then go to the January 6th Senate Commission to, uh, co- to to actually confess is what I should say to testify, and because they're under oath, they're required to tell the truth. And then at the same time, to ensure that these people continue to be ill-informed, disinformed, misinformed, Fox News uh, carry only select portions of the January 6th uh, committee hearings. It's amazing. That concerted effort that Republicans in general, their, their propaganda engine, Fox News and all the others, how much they do to keep their people uninformed by lying on the network, even as they have to tell the truth when under oath. Check this out and then we'll take it on the other side.
3: Mr. Trump unequivocally authorized up to 20,000 National Guards men and women for us to utilize should the second part of the law the request come in but those requests never did as you highlighted.
2: Let, let Let me be very clear both of you said this under oath under the threat of a penalty of perjury the committee. Absolutely, Sean. Under threat of oath, perjury. Absolutely, Sean. Unequivocally, not a lot of wiggle room in those statements. Since January 6th, Donald Trump and his allies like Cash Patel, who apparently wears a custom Cash Patel lapel pin with a dollar sign on it have repeated this utter lie over and over that the ex president authorized the National Guard to defend the capital from the mob in the days, uh, leading to it. And then he ordered them to go in. Well, now the January 6th committee has released definitive proof debunking it. This is testimony under oath. From one of the very men you just heard spreading the lie with Sean Hannity on Fox News last month, Donald Trump's acting secretary of defense, Chris Miller. I want to be clear here that it, it, since then, in February of 2021, Mark Meadows Said on Fox News, Fox News that quote, even in January, that was a given. As many as ten thousand National Guard troops were told to be on the ready by the Secretary of Defense. Is there any accuracy to that statement? I'm not, not from my perspective. I was never
1: given any direction or order or due of any plans of, of that nature. So I, I was surprised by uh, seeing that publicly. But I don't know the context or you know where it was. No, there was. So no, we obviously had plans for activating more folks, uh, but that was not anything more than contingency planning. There was no official message traffic or anything of that nature.
2: Just so we're, we're clear, you did not have ten thousand troops to be on the ready or January
1: six prior to January uh, A non-military person probably could have some sort of weird interpretation, but no, to answer your question, no, 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 that was not uh, part of my plan or the Department of Defense's plan.
2: Lies, just lies. They just lie.
0: They just lie. They just lie. They just lie. But again, uh, the most important thing that we have to understand here, because, you, you, you know, many of us, Look at those people on the right and we just say, how can you be so dense? How can you not see the truth? This is a perfect encapsulation of how they do it. Yes, you can say that some people are lazy in not choosing other sources of information. Look, it's it turns out that progressives are right. They're correct. But there are people who only listen to a progressive channel and they don't listen to other news to really be informed so that they can make rounded opinions. So all sides suffer from the same thing. It just happens to be that progressives are not in the lying business. Progressives are not in the business to try to, uh, to, to harm their people. But if we were uh, the same problem that they're having on the right, we would as well. Again. Here is what Fox News does. They go ahead and they make sure that they get the liars on their network so their the people who follow them only hear the lies. They 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 keep their people believing that they make a caricature out of the rest of the media so that it's hard for people to grasp on the truth. And then when their people come to uh go on to uh, to be interviewed to be to testify under oath They are forced to tell the truth. We all know that most of these hearings occur on all the different networks except for Fox. And of course, Fox News, as they're presenting the case, they try to make it very difficult for their own people to get at the truth. So not only do they have people lying on the channel, they make a concerted effort to keep their people ill-informed, disinformed. Misinformed. It's a hell of a racket, but it works. It it absolutely works. We can see it here in our in our room. Roberto Lewis. By the way, folks, Roberto was in Iraq, and I remember Roberto calling me many times when bombs were flying into his into his base in Iraq on the cell phone. We're talking, and bombs are flying while he's in Iraq. And yes, he saw burned pits too. So folks, uh, you know, while a lot of us sit down here and talk, there were true Americans that went out there as well and fought. And the least we can do, the least we can do is never, ever have them wanting. I want my brothers like Roberto Lewis and all these other folks that have gone out to war. Do you think I'm ever going to complain raising taxes to make sure Those people who went out and defended the country are taken care of? Hell no. But Republicans don't care. They'll send you to fight to make rich people money. And then they talk about, oh, you're trying to raise taxes. We should say, in other words, why don't you go fight a war? Anyhow, there's another thing I want to show you guys. This one is important as well. This is important. Because that video wasn't the one I really wanted to show you. The one I really, really wanted to show you was from former Republican Rick Smith. Check out Rick Smith, former GOP strategist Rick Wilson. He appeared with Joanne Reed Reid on her show, and he started to discuss this bill that Republicans once voted for to really give the appropriate type of health care to people who were victims of uh, trash burning in Iraq and all other places that you know got cancers that they shouldn't have, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, you know, uh, because the Republicans are pissed off at Joe Manchin. And Democrats for having come up with a reconciliation bill, they just decided to can this bill. I want you to see what Rick Wilson thinks about his party, that they would go as low as to harm people because they're just mad that Democrats are not just coalescing to whatever Republicans want in the Senate. Check this out. Then we'll take it on the other side.
3: There is little that is more repugnant than sending a young man off to war and then refusing to help him or help her when they come home sick because they went to war. I can't imagine anything sicker than that. And I wonder what you think of the high-fiving.
4: Watching the fist-bumping and the high-fiving at the end, it was nauseating. My old party loved to say, oh, we back the blue, we support our troops. You know, we saw how much they backed the blue on 1-6. We saw how much they support our troops in this heinous vote. This is repulsive at every level. Their their excuses for it ring completely hollow. They have no reason to do this. They have taken a shot at our troops as effectively as an armed enemy. They want these young men and young women who were exposed to chemicals in the war zones of many different American engagements overseas. They just don't give a damn. But there is nothing that these families can do except stand up this November and eliminate this Republican majority, send Mitch McConnell packing, and bring this bill back because these folks deserve this. And and a few months ago, the Senate voted for it, but now they've decided to politicize it. They're not punishing Joe
3: Manchin and you know Chuck Schumer. they punishing people like the Zeyer family. The the whole Iraq war debacle began with a lie from the Bush administration that connected it to 9-11.
4: You're right. There's a long arc of exposure to volatile chemicals and plastics that are burned in an uncontrolled way that cause damage to people who are around them. This is not a debatable thing. The science is absolutely done and settled on this matter. And the people that believe that the firefighters who served on the pile on 9-11 shouldn't have been taken care of, and the people that believe that these soldiers who are around burn piles in Iraq and Afghanistan and even on U.S. military bases yes. should not treatment while they were in service to this country, putting their lives at risk, it is absolutely repugnant. And, and I'm sorry, but the fact that they went on the floor and thought it was a great thing, and they're fist bumping and high-fiving and laughing, it is a display of the absolute moral collapse of the Republican Party as it used to be, and it has been replaced by something grotesque and venal.
3: They are celebrating these senators. Stripping needed medical health care resources from the men and women who had to pay the price for decisions that were made in that very body.
4: I'm totally unsurprised to see Ted Cruz and Josh Sprinter Hawley uh, in that crowd. What do they have to celebrate? Do they have to celebrate some 30 year old former, you know, soldier, some former enlisted man or woman dying of, of exotic lung cancers or exotic respiratory diseases? Is that what they're celebrating? Are they Celebrating the fact that that they owned the libs in some way, are they celebrating the fact that they're going to show Joe Manchin a thing or two about how power works? Those uh, there is something broken and sick and wrong with these people. And again, Joy, the only solution for this is to raise the political cost of doing this kind of cruel and horrible thing and vote these some bitches out.
3: And by the way, when you see their ads touting how much they love the troops, how much they love veterans, how much they love the soldiers and the troops. Just know that it's BS yeah. Call BS yeah, on it because BS. they're spending
4: it's, money it's to lie to you Yes, it's totally it's a, it's, a, it's a scam and a lie
0: It's a scam It's a lie It is repugnant Vote them out Vote the SOBs out That in from a former Republican A former Republican Who now wants his party excoriated Wants his party entirely out of power And you know what? You all have the power to ensure that we don't keep fascists in power. Politics and right depends on you to keep doing what we do. What do we do? We make sure to keep, number one, the Internet seated with blogs and information to counter the right and to present what progressives represent for the benefit of us all to everybody so that it's not misread, misled by any other entity. We make sure and populate that internet with blogs, with videos, with all these other things to make sure that we are informed and to counter everything that you normally hear that that are lying at the right. We also make sure to create articles in, in magazines, articles in newspapers all around the country to ensure again that our message gets out there. Last but not least, we also write books. As you see it, Class Warfare, the only re- resort to right-wing doom, how to make America Utopia, or two of the many books that I've written on these issues. So please support us in one of many ways. Numero uno, you can support us at PayPal, either one time or monthly, go to politicsdoneright.com/paypal. You can support us on Patreon, that is politicsdoneright.com/patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. You can support us by becoming a part of our YouTube channel, going to politicsdoneright.com/youtube, or you can support us in many other forms that you can find at politicsdoneright.com/support. Be sure. Visit our store, politicsduneright.com slash store and get our books at politicsduneright.com slash. Okay, politicsonright.com slash books. And don't forget, folks, I'm going to Netroots in Pittsburgh. Please support at, at, at our, 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 our GoFundMe, politicsonright.com slash Netroots. politicsonright.com slash Netroots. That's my GoFundMe for Netroots. And by the way, my new book. Uh, that I'm writing one chapter at a time, up to chapter seven, I believe. Tribulations of an Afro-Latino Caribbean man. Racism didn't stop my smile, hope, or journey forward. And this is for everybody, but let me tell you something, man. I, I'm I'm starting to get into the story now where I talk about when I'm forming businesses, when I was uh, work going to conferences to actually, uh, you know, because again, the, the business that I'm in was one of, one of those things, you know, uh, software development, in a high tech industry and working all on my own. Think about that. You know, think about what, what, what with, with the preconceived, with the preconceived notions of some, what does that really, really mean? So I'm, I'm just starting, uh, I just got through a chapter in school and I'm going into another chapter now that's I, if I recall, it was, is it my first job? I don't remember what it, was it but I, I'm, I'm writing it. I, I haven't touched it in about four days. So, I I want to finish that chapter up for today before I get out of town. Anyhow, one other thing, one other thing, one other thing, one other thing. I interviewed a special friend of mine today, um, Rick Sanchez. Remember Rick Sanchez used to be that guy who had that. He was the first one to use Twitter effectively during his newscast, where he had an interactive flow with his TV listeners. And to some extent, that is why I like this interactive stuff with you guys where I read the messages as you're talking about it. And sometimes if I can focus in, I, I go ahead and put that up. But let me just go ahead and stop talking and put Rick Sanchez on because I'm not giving you the full interview. That one is going to play sometime later after I played on Pacifica. But he ended, the, the last question that I asked, the ending I thought was one of the most moving endings. And I am trying to, I could swear, I loaded it here, but it doesn't look like it's loaded. So let me go ahead and pull that up. Former, there we go, former, former, former. Yeah, I I did load it. All right, here we go. I want you guys to listen to this. Earlier today, I interviewed Rick Sanchez, the former host of Rick's List, the number one daytime program on CNN who, because of some words that he artfully said, was pretty much canceled out of CNN. I have a pretty long interview. Last question I asked him, I think, deserved a standalone segment here. And I'll release the full interview later on after it's played on Pacifica Network, KPFT 90.1. But I wanted this to come to my audience right away because I really liked what uh, Rick Sanchez had to say here, I think it is empowering and it's something everyone needs to hear, not waiting for the entire long interview, but now so here's uh that last question I asked Rick Sanchez. The last question I always ask everybody is, what would you have liked me to ask you that i didn't
1: oh wow what would i have what would I have liked for you to ask me that you did not ask me hmm I think you should ask me what I took from being brought down, humiliated, fired, uh, being at the depths of sorrow, as they say, um, when I lost my gig at CNN and and what I learned from the comeback.
0: So give me the answer (laughs) because I just asked it. You, I, (laughs) I just asked it in your voice.
1: Here's what I learned. I learned that we all have skills. Some of them are God given and others are those that we conditionally assume after we choose our way in the world. And by getting knocked down to the ground, stripped of my ability to earn a living, because it wasn't just CNN that said we're not going to hire you or employ you. Every other network then said, "Sorry, we think you're great. We've seen your tape. My God, you're really good on camera." But no way, you're you're done. You'll never be on TV again. And uh, and and after going in the closet and crying in a way that my family wouldn't see me because I was embarrassed to see them and me in that position, one of the things I realized was that I needed to remake myself. And from time to time, we all have to remake ourselves and it's a healthy thing. And to remake yourself, all you have to do is you dig down deep, you find is what are the qualities inside of you that are transmittable to another industry? And in my case, I found out it was healthcare. Who knew? And I built a four point four billion dollar company. And, you know, it's it's actually a little more than I used to make at CNN, to say the least. Um, And the reason I was able to do that was two things, really. What are the skill sets that we all have that we're never actually asked to use because we're comfortable where we are? Mm -hmm. So it's being thrown that level of discomfort that brings it out out in us, and which makes us stretch ourselves to become someone else, someone perhaps even bigger than what we used to be. And that was the experience that I had when I found out. Okay. I've never done radio per se, but now iHeart's going to give me a gig doing local radio. I'll do it. I've never taught school, but I'm going to go and find a teaching job so I can make extra income. I've never done a show in Spanish, but now I'm going to host a show in Spanish. And I will have three. I will have four jobs. But within those jobs, I will find those skill sets in me that I will then be able to transfer to become the new, perhaps better Rick Sanchez. And I did. And it worked. And I'm better off for it.
0: Rick. Sanchez, an Emmy Award winner who was host of CNN's number one daytime show. Thank you so kindly for having gracias. been on Politics Done Right. Thank you. Muchísimas gracias, hermano. Igualmente. That I mean, his 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 story is amazing. We have a much longer interview that I'm going to play uh, likely sometime this week. But anyhow. The last story of the day, the last video of the day is which Donnie Deutsch telling Democrats, brothers and sisters, this is how you win 2022. This was supposed to be a year that Democrats didn't stand a chance. It's going to be a blowout. Well, you know what? The generic poll now says that the Democrats are ahead in the generic poll. Of course, there's a lot of work left to be done. There's a lot of time to the election so there's much much more that's left to be done but if when it comes to uh, letting americans know exactly what their choices are in uh november Donny deutsch i really love what he has to say you know uh it's been common knowledge or it was acceptable knowledge that it's always the economy stupid it's always the economy stupid well Donny deutsch has kind of changed that just maybe it's all about crazy stupid check this out and then we'll take it on the other side
2: Johnny, the problem for the whole of us, though, is that the violence and the threats and the hatred endanger all of us. There's a direct line between the ideology and the current Homeland Security issued warning of of an uptick in threats of domestic violent extremism. It's around the grievances over the election. And I think in Pennsylvania, you've seen some of the extremist groups marching openly in broad daylight on the streets. I don't know that anybody except the militia groups themselves wants to live in that country. How do you, in your view, sort of take this message mainstream and make people understand that's the choice? I think it's exactly what you just said. You know, let me also point out one more thing about our friend Mastriano. He, he obviously was part of January 6th. He, he took bus. He got buses organized there. And he likened it. That these were his words in the interview to the to the right to Hitler's Reichstag into the fire and the rise of Nazism and kind of grew those parallels himself. This is what we're talking about. I think you have to scare the hell out of people. I think people I think those 40 percent have to understand that are still voting for Mastriano. He has come out. He said, look, with one stroke of my pen, I will be in control of the elections in this in this state. I will be putting in the the head of elections and I will take I will overtake all the voting machines with one stroke of my pen. This is what he's saying. Autocrats and fascists tell you what they're going to do. The thing about Donald Trump that we figured out years later is he tells you what he's going to do. You know, he told us he wasn't right. leaving office peacefully. We don't you know. So all we have to do is listen and continue to amplify. But the Democrats, you've got to put all of this in one bucket. that's why I referenced even the JD fans thing before, which is off point from here. But this level of crazy insanity, and I, I'm gonna say it again. I know James Carble said it's the economy stupid, but in this election coming up in the midterms of 24, it's crazy stupid. Make it about crazy. In generic polls, in generic ballot polls, the Democrats are winning by 5 and 6% across most polls. And this is against 50-year inflation, a 50-year stock market low, a very, very humbled economy. So what the Democrats have to do, and the Lincoln Project does it, but the mainstream Democrats have to do it, is show and scare the hell out of people saying we cannot have these crazy fascists in power.
0: But it's not just about scaring people. It's about legitimately explaining to them why they should be scared if we have a takeover by these nuts that are, that are running the, that are the currently running the Republican party. But it's deeper than that. I mean, you notice Donnie and several people have been noting that the generic poll has really turned in many instances towards Democrats by five and six points. I did a little bit of research on that. And what I found out is that the generic poll using registered voters have made that big turn. The generic poll using likely voters and however likely voters are are defined doesn't quite show that margin. I think the average margin is, is quite a bit less than that. If not, the Republicans having a slight lead in the likely voter poll. What we have to do or what Democrats have to do, what progressives have to do is turn those registered voters into likely voters, into definite voters, because you can have whatever sentiment you want. You can say, I prefer to have these progressives running the show, but if you're not willing to go out and vote, it doesn't matter what you want. Your, non- your non-vote, in effect, is a vote for the people who will do you harm. We expect- and that is something that we have to get into people's minds. A, a non-vote is actually a vote... A double vote on the other side. Michael Rodden says the narrative, democracy versus authoritarianism, is one that conservatives can understand. Do you want free and fair elections? One citizen, one vote, even if your candidate loses. That's what us on the line. The thing about it is, conservative is a minority position. So uh, I cannot see conservative, true conservatives. Who know that because of their policies they are unlikely to win a general election again? My hunch is that they won't support. That's why I don't they not, currently don't have a problem supporting anti-democracy because the conservative position is untenable. First thing I did when I moved uh, was masking. sure I was reg- uh, registered to vote, and I did. Bridge MCP says. Bridge MCP says also, what is it with white nationalists? Paranoid much? Very much so. Melanie Keelan says, getting in late. Melanie, it doesn't matter if you're late, girl. You're here. Thank you. All right. Carl Cox says the leadership of the Democratic Party. More worried about special interest money than fighting for the little guy. That is the neoliberal portion. I think is that well, you 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 inferred that by saying progressive like AOC, Sanders, Warren want to fight hard. Daniel replies to Bridge MCP. I won't read that. Uh, Michael said, I voted absentee this primary. Whoop, whoop. Very good. Very good, my brother. Very good, my brother. Let's see what else here that I'm missing. Uh, Breach said, it's not your body parts, Daniela Doe. Exactly. Thank you, Breech. You know, take agency. Why do, why do we want to take agency away from a woman's own body? I don't. You know, I don't. You know, I don't. If men want to take agency, go find a way. Let's, let's modify a man's body so he can carry a kid. You know, we like to deposit. We don't like the pain that comes after the deposit. Come on, guys, grow up. Leave women alone. Let women do what they will with their body. It's theirs. You know, we can't ask them to do something. We can't. We just cannot. It is immoral for us to do that. It's immoral for us to tell a woman, you must continue with that pregnancy even if it kills you. It's immoral. It's immoral for us to say, your daddy raped you, your cousin raped you, your uncle raped you, the stranger raped you, your friend raped you. But I'm sorry, you got to carry that, that you have to live with that indignity for life. And for those who say, well, um, you know, you can always give up the baby for that. Look, when a mother produces a baby, yes, a lot of folks can do the abortion, but there's always, and this is what people who put up for adoption have said. There's always something there. You know you gave something up that you didn't want to. It's insane to tell a woman what to do with her body, says Roberto Lewis. You're absolutely right, sir. You're absolutely right. Breed says, Egberto Willis, men try uh, devices that mimics menstrual cramps, can't handle it. I know. Look, I respect the power of women. In fact, I'm at the point in life where I've said, Men have been in control of this world for several thousand years. Let's give women a try. I mean, we'll probably have a more civil world because of, not because women can't be bad too, but because of their lived experiences in the aggregate. Notice I didn't say absolutely in the aggregate. Daniel Ledeau says, let women murder their babies. You are taking the moral high ground, all right. Wow. Again, Daniel Ledeau For it to be murder, one has to believe that that is a human being at inception. No, no. Naturally, women abort babies all of the times. Who do you blame for that? Have you ever written a letter to God and said, God, why did you kill that baby? I don't think you did. There are certain realities in life that we all need to acknowledge. Several, several realities in life. Those of you that are listening to us, please remember to support the program. Politicsandright.com slash support is where you can find all of the support links. Please support our trip through our GoFundMe at politicsandright.com netroots. We're going to make policy or talk about policy in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania uh, in, in about two or three weeks. Actually, on Wednesday, I head off to New York to uh, discuss how to bring people together, etc. But it's important for you to know that I'm working on all those five shows that I have to prepare. Two for KPFT and three for you, my peeps. So, uh, And by the way, I don't know if I've told you guys yet, but KPFT now wants me to do the uh, Politics and Right at noon, five days a week. And... Uh, you know me; I don't like to disappoint my peeps here, so I'll find some way to keep us at three o'clock as well. So I I, I don't know exactly how it's going to work out. I'll try not to. I'll try. I'll do whatever I can not to kill myself to make sure that it gets done. Bree says, "Weeped that jacket." LOL, handsome fellow. You like the jacket? You like the new jacket? If you like the new jacket, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna add it to the repertoire. Nanette Birdsmith says. Have a safe trip, Egberto Nanette. I hadn't seen you in the house before. Welcome aboard, my beautiful Nanette Bird-Smith. Michael says, Egberto, switching to noon schedule? That's my busiest time. Not, no, 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 no. I said KPFT is going to be at noon. My politics are right at KPFT at noon. If I have to do two shows, that would, be, that would mean me doing an extra three shows. Because right now I do seven shows a week. It would mean an extra three shows. And... I don't want to lose my my folks who love 3 o'clock. In fact, I would love if my folks preferred like 6 o'clock or 8 o'clock or something like that. But right now it's 3 o'clock. If you guys would like to move to 6 or 8 or whatever, give me enough of a reason to uh, give me enough of a pressure to do it. It's your show. I will. Anyhow, I got to get out of here. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I love this schedule what what am i you see how you guys have me talking different things out of my mind let me try and end the program again my name is Egberto Willis this is politics and right and you guys know how i end this show i am what and i'm not ready (laughs) out